And welcome back to episode 26 of the Retro Resolutions podcast. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And today we decided that we wanted to make a top list of Zelda games. And I'm just now realizing, I don't know that we discussed, is it going to be top five or top 10 Zelda games? I think, boy, that's, let's start almost maybe with a top five. Okay, and just see if we want to keep going. You know, because I think the top five is going to be difficult to do. The t- I think the so top too. I think we should, that now that I'm be. looking at this list of like the chronological order of releases, I'm thinking we probably should do a top ten. Okay, okay, I, that's fine. I think we can bang it out. But I, it's you're totally. Right. I mean, the more I thought about it, I was like, man, this is going to be tough. Oh yeah, I think so. Uh, so I want to put one rule in place here, and that's because we are a retro podcast. Breath of the Wild is not eligible for our list. Yes. Because it is only on, or it is still currently on a, a, a modern system. Yeah, which is... Uh, as its original release, to be right. clear. If it were just like, oh, they re-released it, so it doesn't count, that doesn't, no. No. Um, it's just that, like, Breath of the Wild is the newest Zelda game, so yeah. we can't, we can't. Well, and part it. of the reason that you know I was inspired to like kind of even do this Zelda episode was because of you know the new release of the next one, which is yeah, uh, what, Tears uh, of the Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom, and uh, you know I, while I'm super excited for it because I mean Breath of the Wild is my number one game of Zelda, you know I'll say that right now. Uh, I played it, you know, I played so much of that game and uh, I've been replaying it. You know, I recently got a uh, really up-to-date computer and I can play at four, I've been playing it at four scale. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm, you know, zero frame drop. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous how good it looks on, uh, you know, an upscaled emulation setup which once again just goes to show that we almost could include this not because of the the game itself but because of how because it's emulated switches yeah that's funny but and and it might be eligible because it is on the wii u but i just it launched on it launched on nintendo's currently newest system it is not in any way retro right and you know it's just you know, I mean, honestly, the switch in a lot of in in in, in I can I, I can see an argument that the switch is retro, but yes, it is a current system, and I absolutely mm-hmm. cannot stand that uh, that they're making this awesome sequel for the switch uh, and not uh, a new Switch Pro or whatever the next gen they ever if they ever come up with a system, uh, man. Uh, it is heartbreaking uh, that the next gen is coming out on this same system. Because, uh, I mean, wasn't, I mean, it's been 10 years, right? I mean, the, the when Switch? Did, when did, no, when did, yeah, when did Breath of the Wild come out? 2017, which is okay. when the Switch came out. So it's oh, it's been five years? almost six years. Six years, almost six years. Honestly, I feel like the Switch and this is what's kind of sad is when the switch was released, it already had old technology. And that's part of, I think why I feel like it, I truly feel like it's a 10 year old system, which it technically is based on its technology, 
but uh, but you're right. The release date of the Switch was only about six years ago. So there you go. Um, yeah, so it's uh, really disappointing. So, but before we get into deciding yeah, our list, let's that, talk right. about what we've been playing lately. Yes, I th- I'm gonna talk. Mine's gonna not gonna be super quick, but I want to go first. Yeah, um, no I've been playing lately a lot of GameCube, and uh, I mean, there's many good reasons for me to do that, but uh, most recently uh, for the GameCube, I got finally in oh, my man. MemCard Pro GC. Wow. Which is just an absolutely killer memory oh. card unit for the GameCube. Um, it I takes mean, an SD OLED card. screen on that thing, right? And it's got, yeah, it's got an OLED screen. Uh, and uh, what's great about that is the, and it's got some buttons on it. Oh, it also, did I tell you this? Has Wi-Fi. What? It has Wi-Fi and micro USB. Um, wow. so it's crazy what it can do is it had Wi-Fi. That's crazy. yeah. So it's got a screen Wi-Fi. So what's it's incredible. If it's the most memory, it's like the most possible things you could do with a memory card. Wow. Um, so it can store infinite, essentially GameCube memory cards on it virtually, and you can select different ones. Uh, and it uh, will auto. It'll work with Swiss to automatically create new memory cards for games that are launched from Switch, and it'll automatically switch to the associated memory card when you launch a game that already has a st- saved memory, virtual memory card on it. That's brilliant. Uh, and it can do uh, like you can also make new virtual memory cards whenever you want and categorize them and label them and uh, do what, you know, any of that so that you could have multiple games saved to one single virtual memory card to the normal. Yeah. The normal. Wow. Yeah. Just like a general one. So it could be one save file per virtual memory card, or you could have one big virtual memory card that a bunch of saves are all in. And then what happens if you like, I mean, so I understand, like, and sorry, I, I, well, actually, I may not understand. So if you're playing on the, you're running through Swiss. You're coming in a little quiet. Would you, is there a way to? That's what I'm wondering too. Hold on. Uh, is that any better? Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. Is it better? Yes. Because like the wave down below is not showing on mine at all. Like I yeah, see is you. It, is it now? Nothing. Like it's. Oh, it's weird. Like, and that's well, why it I, went. It went from a little to to like mine. So this is better. Okay, so like when when you see on so on your screen, you see Matt and Dylan. Yeah, see I, see wave wave, form, I see wave. I see two waveforms. Yeah. Okay, you, which is that's what's you're the recorder, so that's what yeah. matters. So okay, good. Sorry, I was dinking with it uh, just briefly there because gotcha. I was like, normally I would see a waveform there, so I'll have to play with my fancy. Yeah. Bizarre. Oh, well, it's working. No, you're good. good. Anyway. So so tell me about, uh, so you got this new card and it works with the Swiss boot Pico boot system that we've been using, which is super hot. Now, what happens if you boot into a regular game? Like you boot off of a CD. So uh, it won't, yeah, off of a disc, it won't automatically recognize the game and switch 
that virtual memory card. So you'd have to navigate to it using the buttons or using the web app. Mm. You could just like lo- like log into it using Wi-Fi from your phone, and then you could go and select. So you, it the, has a web the, app on the silly card itself. That you yeah, this is the memory card yeah, has right. a web app running on it. Of well, like technically, it's running an Apache web server. I think. Yeah, that's and ridiculous. Oh my god! It's yeah, and so wow. you can change the settings on it, and and switch to the memory card you want to from your phone. That's and then it will amazing. display the name of the memory card that's Your on nice the screen. OLED. Yeah, on the OLED screen. Uh, so, yeah, then the game recognizes that virtual memory card as a memory card. And wow. you can save to it and load from it just like any other memory card. Now, uh, so let's say you just wanted to keep it super simple. Would it? Does it have like a super... And does it have like a, a kind of a, you know, like for me right now, you know, I plug in my memory card, I boot up a game, the memory is there for that particular game, and I'm good to go. Is there any kind of simple set, setup for this? Or is it literally you have to set up the virtual cards inside of it? Well, so the right easiest question? thing to do would just be to set the default virtual card when you create its first virtual card to the biggest size that there is. And mm-hmm. then th- that would be just a pretty going, big memory card that would get card. you through most of stuff. It would be a, a thousand and nineteen or something yeah, block which memory would be card. More than enough. Yeah, it would be more for more than enough for most people, but there would be some circumstances that that could get full, and you might could need it? a second one. Wow. Yeah. But no, I mean that's golden. That, I mean that's awesome that you can do that. I mean I love it. Uh, yeah. How oh yeah. Pay for this. What? How much did you pay for it? 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Wow. That that. seems, honestly, that seems really cheap. I was thinking. Yeah. It's pretty good. No. Yeah. No, it was widely available or is it hard to find? Uh, it's not incredibly scarce, but they are on like back order. And in case my fellow listeners, you do not know this. The reason I asked this is somehow Dylan finds like super (laughs) scarce, not, not even super ultra scarce items. Uh, and then somehow is able to buy them. But by the time he tells me, I'm looking at two years out, uh, you know, to get, I'm still, I'm still waiting for my analog pocket. So there you go. Uh, I um, will say I am one of the first recipients of these see, in general that's adoption. Saying. That's what so, I'm talking about. It's like somehow he yeah. finds out about these, gets on the first round and uh you know i will say i'm very proud to say i i recently got a sound burger for uh a, <laughs> and you beat me to that i did beat you to the sound yeah. burger uh to get in the sound burger but it's audio equipment which of course is my you know is is definitely a, a love near and dear to my heart and uh yes yeah, so i was very excited to get that record player portable record player but uh uh I, but yeah, I would never even try to beat Dylan uh, when it comes to, <laughs> to finding the newest and latest, yeah. greatest, especially. Well, uh, anyway, so, so, uh, so what I've been playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is that just a memory cool. card I've been using with yeah, it is what awesome. I've been playing is Super Mario Sunshine on oh. the GameCube. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I played that game as a kid with my GameCube and I played, I think 
all the way through it uh you know probably a, a couple years into the gamecube's life i, I played sure. all the way through it um like probably like once the wii was around i would getting close to that realm is how yeah. late i played it but i you know i played all the way through it and i liked it it's a good game and you know i felt like well i'd really experienced that game so i don't know that i've ever actually replayed the entire game before um since yeah. you know 2005 or 6 and uh uh so usually it's one of the games you pop in you take a look you look around and you go, i've played this game and then you dip it, out right exactly uh i decided to, for whatever reason i've just been like you know it sounds hey. nice just hopping around and getting some shine sprites and so i've been playing that a bunch and you know now i'm at like 20 some shine wow. sprites which is like right. a fifth of the way into the game at least you know i've got yoshi now uh yeah Yeah. it's you're getting there well i was gonna say you know i mean it's been more than several episodes but i played mario sunshine i think in one of my weeks Mm. and uh i i did exactly what you said you know i got in there kind of dinked around a little bit and uh you know shout out to my nephew cade who you know he was uh you know he was he was when that when that system came out you know it was very age appropriate for him and he loved super mario sunshine and we played i watched him play it so much that in a good way but man i i didn't think i would ever go back and want to play through it myself but when i went in there that last time i really was like okay yep i'm coming back to this i created a nice save game for you know where i've gotten myself mm-hmm. at least started in the game not as far as you for sure but uh it was one of those things where i was like okay this is definitely on my list of games i need to come back to and play through uh it's uh, a really enjoyable game uh game. The you know i think it gets a lot of i mean I think it gets like a kind of the short shrift with Mario fans because, you know, people look at 64 as like the pinnacle and then Galaxy is a fun new twist. And for whatever reason, they consider Sunshine as a gimmick, but but the hat thing in Odyssey isn't. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is to me, like honestly odyssey was really gimmicky to me like i i honestly i loved the gimmick but it was a gimmick yeah yeah Yeah. and it no more a gimmick or less a gimmick than the jet pack uh, the water sprayer water spray pack yeah which um i which i kind of really enjoy i think it's a lot of fun uh yeah for me that gimmick was very i don't know why the the water jet pack and it's dual use, you know, you could use it as a gun, you could use it as a jetpack, yeah. depending on what you were doing with it, you know, uh, it was refillable, you know, I liked the idea that the water was readily available, so you could just refill it pretty easily, right. in, you know, most circumstances, but, uh, and like I just mentioned, the ATI 3D card in there, you know, in the GameCube wasn't state of the art at that time. <laughs> You know, you know, Nintendo has kind of a pattern with this, but man, they used the heck out of that ATI card. I mean, that I thought the water the looks very good. Were, the sunshine looks so good. Yeah, on the system. You know, and that was half the fun was watching my nephew play, 
just because the graphics were so amazing and he was so good at it. I could just sit there and watch him play and play and play. So, Oh yeah. It's a great really game. Cool. I love the vibes. Uh, I, I, I will, uh, I will have to come to you for advice. Cause I, like I said, I've never played through it myself, but oh. I really like to. So it's, I, it's a fun one. I would recommend it. Well, and watch, yeah, watch. I mean, my nephew played through it like, and then some, uh, and it was so fun to watch that I would just, but yeah, never hands on. So the more I played it, I definitely want to go back to it. So, uh, so what have you been playing? Uh, so, uh, I did kind of a fun one because I've been building my, so I've been building this new computer uh, that I mentioned earlier. And uh, so I've been really kind of busy with that. Uh, I'm more busy than I thought I would be. I really took my time in building it, but I, I think I enjoyed it more because of that. So I decided to pick up one of my old systems that's completely independent of, of most technology, but it's one of the first portable game systems that I played uh, as a kid. And it was a Tommy Tronic 3D tank game. Oh, you basically, it looks like binoculars. That, that, <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. And the buttons are on top. The buttons are on top. So you're literally like left, right and fire. Very simple. Left, right, fire. That's all you got. And sound on and off. And you literally put the binoculars up to your head and uh, the, it uses light, natural light. So you do have to have some kind of light to show through to kind of show the graphics. Yeah. Of the system. I sent you some pictures just so you, in a video, but of course it was only through one monocular lens, which is kind of a bummer because uh, the 3D really was created by using both these lenses. It's a cheap 3D. There's no like, oh, it's wow. like the red and blue glasses. It's type almost, of 3D. it's pretty much that level of, yeah, it really is. But, you know, for the time, it was really great. It, this thing was portable and very much like, uh, oh, like Tetris, uh, because of its simplicity, it had a really, for me, a really high replay value to it. You could just, yeah, you know, it looks no, pretty cool. Like it looks like reasonably fun. Now, is it a, yeah. is it the same pattern? This is the key that would make it like a good thing or a not so good thing is does, is the pattern the same every single time? So it has different hardness levels and the patterns mix up pretty good. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go through and play. Uh, I believe the pattern rotates, but I don't know how many patterns are out there because it's huh. not a complex game, but I will say that the, each time I know, but the, but if you know, fun. like which order the things go like in, the then exactly. the, the, the points like the, don't, don't the really enemy, matter. Yeah. Like, so the enemy bad guys come at you, they kind of, kind of fly at you this game by the way looks very uh tron-esque you're 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 you know in the movie there's a tank sequence it's a very brief sequence but uh there's a tank scene and it, essentially you're driving one of those basically left and right and you have to avoid the bad guy uh once again they look like the tron enemies that kind of look like it like the letter n flying at you you know it's got this kind of uh and they just fly at you in three different rows. So you have to kind of go in this 3D universe. You have to go left or right to avoid their bombs. And also you're firing up at them. And so you have to kind of time. Uh, there's only one area where the your missile will hit them. So if they go past that, you won't be able to hurt them. Or if they're before that and you fire early, you miss them. So, uh, 
yeah, I, I would say the playability is really high because I do, uh, I never felt like the, the character, the enemies flying at you were flying at you in a set pattern. So it very felt mixed up, you know? Okay. Yeah. But I'm curious now that you said that I'll have to look and see, maybe it does rotate out like a more of a vat, like a more of a designed set pattern, but as a kid, you would never notice it. You know, it felt very different every time you jumped into the game. And and really all it was was for points. And, you know, uh, there was no ending to the game or anything like that. It was just these guys coming at you. You had to survive and and get points from from shooting them down. And that's it. Yeah, and, that you know, seems I mean, that seems pretty fun. Simple, if it's if it's simple. a little randomized, that's actually seems I do feel like it was randomized. Fun. That's a good word I was looking for. And uh, yeah, it's it's a cool, you know, it's a unique system. Uh, I definitely, you know, look these up. Uh, I actually so I owned one of these bad boys and it died on me. So I actually bought a new one. Oh, about five. Well, not a new one. A used one, uh, new to me, about five years, five six years ago. So it's been a while before we were doing the podcast. But uh, I really wanted to get one of these again because it was just one of my first early yeah. game experiences that I really got addicted to. Uh, I bought this one from a guy in England, and sure enough, uh, Tommy Tron. Oops, I just turned it down by accident. But uh, Tommy Tronic uh, released these in England and uh, uh, and in the U.S. Uh, that's that's actually pretty interesting for its time as well it is because you know a lot of tommy stuff as far as i know was released uh, you know only in the u.s so uh yeah cool that's pretty cool cool little system had a lot of fun playing it um uh, all right oh yeah go ahead i was gonna say before we move on uh we're gonna take a quick break and we're back and we're back. Okay, so uh, one one other game that I was playing, uh, I've played it before, but I it's a game that I kind of want to recommend for you to play next week is uh, Russian Attack on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I want to encourage you to use a cheat. And the reason I say that is because, uh, one, based on limited time, I really want you to play through the game because uh, this game gets really hard, and I think, and including myself, I gave up on the third level. I think when I back in the day, but uh, it's got such a neat. It's a simple, but really cool Konami graphic and game design that I think a lot of people have kind of missed out on because of its hardness. And so uh, I want you to play. I want you to play with a cheat so that you can play through the whole game. It won't take you very long, especially with the cheat, but it's uh, it's super fun. And I was playing it on uh, Retro Game Corpse. Uh, he recommended, he talks about, he's talked about this a couple times, and I kind of, I broke down and got one because they're just so silly and cute, but it is a Pow Kitty uh, foldable uh, little design. It looks design. like a Game Boy Advance SP. Thank you. That's it. Looks like a Game Boy Advance SP. It's actually slightly smaller. If you can see my hand, it's really actually really tiny. It's it's not a super expensive design, uh, but I got you know it's got USB C. It's got uh, the one that I bought had sixty four gigabytes of games on it. Uh, I think I paid fifty bucks for it, and it can play easily up to uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, 
the any the super nes had a little problems but with the custom firmware that's out there uh, even super nintendo games play great on this i i think play really well uh even some playstation games play okay after that it's done but for 50 bucks or 40 bucks for the 16 gigabyte one this thing is great uh so uh just playing on this and playing uh Russian like what version of Russia? Just the NES version? Yeah, so I want you to play the NES specific version of Russian Attack. So there is the arcade version, yeah. and there is the NES version. And honestly, they're really close. I, it was kind of one of those eras where they matched up pretty close game-wise. Um, and I do love the, the arcade version as well, but the NES one is great. Uh, it's easy to use cheats on, and and that's what I did with this Pal Kitty. Is I wanted to play, uh, just test out some games on it, and yeah, for I mean for, I have to agree with Retro Game Core for uh, forty bucks. Uh, this is a totally great, fun little throwaway little game system, you know. Yeah. Until I finally get my analog pocket, uh, this is what I'll probably be playing some of my portable games on in the next couple weeks. So nice. uh, yeah. I have failed you on your game. You had recommended a game. Uh, can you remind me of the game that you wanted me to play this week? Cause I'm going to play that for next week. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was like a Tetris game or like a, uh, shoot. Uh, I don't. So I just here, don't. So remember. here's what I would ask: I is think, think of, think of a uh, a Game Boy Advance game because I'd love to like try something new that I haven't played on this little. Ooh. Okay. So if you've got a game that you think I haven't played for Game Boy Advance, which I know you can find one uh, very easily, uh, I'd really like to uh, because I yeah, the Game Boy Advance SP is probably one of my favorite portable systems of all time. I loved the design of it. So that's why this also has kind of a special place in my yeah. heart, is it looks just like an SP. Uh, and the screen, everything, just even the bad shoulder buttons are still, you know, <laughs> they're just there. You know, I mean, they're fine. They're In fact, they're probably improved, but not by much still. Uh, so anyway, think of think of that. And uh, Okay, yeah. We'll we'll do that. So let's go to our. Sorry, I know we've been off track. No, it's all right. Let's uh, let's do our, our top ten Zelda list. So I don't know. I I don't know how to start. Do we start with one? That seems not correct. It's, it, yeah, but, I think we should. Um, like, let's do ten. Let's start at ten and see how we do. And if we start like getting into muddy water, we could maybe go back to. We could we could start. We could go to the top. But. Uh, and 10 seems hard too because it is kind of a wide range uh you sent me a games list that i'm currently looking at and it it has the games released in chronological release order not in uh zelda time or chronological order which i actually like because uh for me personally uh the zelda games of course came out in my lifetime every single one of them uh you know, uh, I. The, the wow, are you special? Having existed for more than yes, well, know, it's because the, I'm old as because I haven't. I haven't. The no, link to the past came out the same year as me. So yeah, I was looking at this and I was like, when when was so 1991? A link to the past would have been the one that came out on the year that you were born. Yep. Uh, 
once again, you are still running around in diapers. Uh, so probably yeah, and so like the, even the, like the Game Boy game, Ocarina of Time is my first true knowledge of Zelda. Okay, and uh, let's see, that one was on the N64, correct? I'm I'm struggling here. Yeah, it was. And well, and actually, you know what? Right before Ocarina of Time was a thing, my friend had an NES and he had played Zelda. Like I'd, I'd, I'd played Zelda with him on the NES. So I did know of Zelda before that, but I didn't really know it as the thing that it is. So, uh, so yeah, let's, well, actually, um, let's start with that. What was your first real memory? I mean, so was it Ocarina of Time or was it, what, what did you say your friend had? The original Legend of Zelda on oh, NES. The Legend of Zelda. Okay. Yeah, that was the first Zelda I knew of. And then... And so you uh, actually played that before. Okay. Yeah, I did, actually. Awesome. You know, like I knew that like the, the, the dragon, uh, whatever dungeon had the dragon. That, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Which was, I think it was just the first one, the little tiny one that... that and shoots the fireballs not the multi-headed dragon although i did you know i've eventually played through the whole game but like uh i don't think we did that part and i don't know I, I i definitely played a chunk of zelda as a kid before ocarina of time i didn't really know of it until except for just a thing that was a game that was at friends houses yeah and until Ocarina of Time, I remember like ads on TV and to like getting it after it came out and renting it and like playing a bunch of the dungeons and like loving that game and then getting on the GameCube and playing mm-hmm. uh play I I played through that game many, many, many times over on the GameCube. Uh yeah. yeah. So Ocarina of Time is like my most Zelda memory uh, it, early, but yeah, but the original's first. What about you? I mean, well, you know, and that's the thing is me being older than dirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really. Well, I, you know, I'm 49, so I'll, I will definitely say, like I said, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You were born in, in 83. I was born in 1974. You sorry. Did. 74 yes so you're off by nine years but uh you know sorry that's i don't know why i said 83 what i meant was (laughs) how i was what i was trying to figure out was like how old were you when the first legend of zelda came out 1986 of course is when zelda came out so 1974 uh let's see if i can do the math here i was 12 right or yeah yeah Six, yeah, six, you would have been 12, yeah, 12 that year. I can do the math. Okay. So, yeah, I was 12 years old, which was was really a great year uh, age-wise for me because, um, man, I you know, I was full-on nerd. Uh, you know, uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System was huge. Uh, and it was – and really, truly, 12-year-old, I think, was a perfect age for that system when it came out. And uh, – so yes, I was privileged to be alive when it <laughs> came out <laughs> five yeah. years before you were even born. But uh, you know, this game, uh, and you know, if hopefully all of you, if you haven't experienced some of the early Zelda games, please do, especially the first two, because they look so 
different from any other uh, probably RPG you've seen in a lot of ways, but it was groundbreaking RPG stuff. I mean, this stuff really is, a, it's legendary because for me personally, as an American, uh, we had, you know, we didn't have a lot of, or any, hardly any early RPG games from Japan or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, so, you know, my experience of role-playing was exactly that, was Dungeon and Dragons, the the tabletop uh, paper and pencil game, you know, which I absolutely loved as a kid. Uh, and what was so great about that system was, of course, there was, it, it didn't, you didn't need a computer for it. And uh, of course it was really designed because computers couldn't do, you know, anything like what Dungeon and Dragons could do. Uh, and so when Zelda came out, it was one of the first games that had, you know, hit points, damage, magic points, all of that stuff that, you know, made a difference to both his character and of course, he gained different uh, items and things along his quest. Uh, it was kind of that top-down uh, visual style. Uh, yeah. And honestly, the visuals weren't great, but they got the job done. I mean, you knew what you were doing. You knew like you were entering different rooms. You were entering dungeons. And compared to like word text games of the day, you know, this was groundbreaking, uh, and it was so much fun. Uh, I absolutely loved the first Zelda game. Uh, I am one of the, the haters of Zelda 2. Uh, and one, <laughs> so Zelda 2... Uh, Zelda 2 is uh, not going on the list, it sounds Zelda like. Zelda 2 is not going on the list as far as I'm concerned. Uh, though it was called uh, Zelda The Awakening? Is that... Or, no. Sorry, it was, no, it's Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. The Adventure of Link. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, that game... Uh, and and I'll give it some respect for points for just the fact that it it tried something new, but it would go to this two D, almost arcade like Russian attack game where you were like Lottie Dog going through a dungeon in this two D arcade setup. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for the for most of us who had dive done a deep dive into the original Zelda, that was very jarring wasn't yeah. you know uh it was weird it was weird i mean it, and honestly it came out really quick after the first one i mean i i was looking at the timeline here real quick and it was yeah like, like the next year it was like the next year they popped this puppy out and it was like yeah 1987 and yeah it just uh you know was not a fan yeah i wasn't a fan what did you think have you played that one a lot what's your experience yeah I used to kind of hate it. I I kind of appreciate its uniqueness in yeah, the Zelda yeah, and, and experience. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so I think that the Zelda one has to go on the top 10. I do too. Uh, I'm not sure where, but, you know, I would say, you know. I'm just going to put it here at three for now yeah, i was gonna say put it number five even you know in the top okay five. sure I think it belongs in the top five i do sure just because it is groundbreaking we'll put it at five we'll see where that that, yeah, that is where, where uh let's talk oh, you know what ocarina's gotta also be in the top five so i'm gonna put ocarina at four yeah absolutely and once again uh 
1980. And, and we talked about that a little bit. The the one here's the, I'm gonna jockey. We've got three spots left. I'm gonna jockey for Wind Waker to go on the top five. Okay. Because Wind Waker has such a uh, like a huge spot in my heart. I know that a lot of people kind of when Wind Waker was first announced, people were revolted that it wasn't all cool and edgy and Lord of the Rings looking. Yeah, it was kind uh, of was like a, that silly, cartoonish. Yeah, and people right? were like, "Oh, it looks like Japanime." Yeah, it's yeah. it's very. Yeah, Japanime. Oh man, that's right. that was the insult back in the day. That was, they called was, they totally. they said it was that, and then they said uh, specifically for Zelda that it was Zelda because it's cell shaded. Yes, and people were mad about it, looking childish and kitty. And uh, I just didn't care about any of that at the time. I thought it was an awesome looking game. Yeah, and I played that game a ton as a kid. I completed all the charts. I went through the second quest with the the language translated, and you wearing Link's pajamas. I went and did the big long side trading quest so that I could get the uh, magic armor. Like I really wow. exhausted that game and loved it. Uh, so it's it's my top one Zelda game personally. So I think it has to go on our top five. Oh, I, and and uh, you know, there's no fight for me here on that one. I you know I will say so a couple things. One, uh, I. I didn't play a lot of this game. I didn't hate it. You know, I, I was certainly not a hater. I just, I, I, you know, in fact, I'm trying to remember that time period because what was the year that it came out? Uh, 2002. 2002. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of thinking. Uh, and it's actually, on the GameCube. Yeah, the GameCube era. And I was going to say, you know, that time, you know, during that time, you know, once again, uh I was playing the GameCube a ton with my nephew and uh, or actually at that time, my nephews, uh, both my nephews and uh, boy, it just, uh, that game just really didn't, you know, interest either of my nephews. And uh, we were playing a lot of Mario games and uh, yeah. So I just, I didn't get a chance to play it. It, I, and now that you've been talking about it, I really want to go back. I've always wanted to go back and play it, but it's on it's it is on that list of like, um, uh, of uh, of ones I need to fully explore. So yeah, but I after hearing about it and like looking at, you know, the graphics, yeah, you know, right, they were cartoonish or whatever. But I think that it really kind of brought in. Uh, a new crowd, which the original Zelda game, I mean, to me, that was kind of one of the things that I liked about the original Zelda is like people were playing that. I mean, the words RPG weren't really even out there, you know? So it was like, people were just playing this game to have fun and enjoyed it as just a different type of game. We didn't really yeah. know what it was yet. And I feel like that's kind of like what this did is it brought in a whole new audience of younger, uh, a younger audience even. And, uh, you know the uniqueness of it awesome so yeah let's we'll definitely get that in the top five next. uh yeah uh, do you have a proposal for the next one uh so um 
so let's see. We've got Ocarina. We've got Ocarina. We've got Wind, Wind Waker, Waker. And then the Zelda, Zelda 1. one. Um, uh, hold on. I'm looking it up. I, you know, honestly, the the i'm feeling on this one just because i really need the, the are you looking for a, I'm looking a link to visual. the past i'm looking at the games just because right like right now like a lot of the names aren't as relevant to me as much as the as what it looks like yeah because they yeah, all do have a pretty like. distinct look except for maybe majora's mask yeah you know and I, boy this one is maybe uh uh It, uh, the one that I want to go, the one, the other one that I want to suggest out there, um, was the Minish Cap. Wow, really? I know, I know. I thought I don't was... disagree with you, but I wasn't going to bring it up because I thought it would be a hard sell. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. I don't think it can go above all of the three that we already have, yeah. but I'd be willing to maybe stick it at number five. I'm kind of thinking a note exactly. Like I feel like this, like I feel like it would be uh, remiss of me not to try to put that in the top five. And and it can be in yeah. I don't think it goes above a lot of those other ones, but I'll tell you. Uh, and, and one thing that really stands out about this game to me is the the woman that I was dating at the time, who I was just man i was just crazy in love with her and uh we had been roommates at one point and you know uh it was one of those relationships i never thought was going to happen and it happened and she was not a gamer in fact she was like the most normal happy social <laughs> person you know when it comes like here i am like you know hiding in in the dark playing video games she's like the the person that likes to get out and you know she's very social yeah and uh but when she told me she was playing this game it rocked my world because i knew that it was appealing to people who never played video games or yeah. hardly played video games she did play some video games but you know, when she was playing that game hardcore and loving it, I knew there was something really special about it. And so I I honestly hadn't played a lot of it, but I went in there and started playing. I was like, wow, this game. And this is... was Minish Cap. Minish Cap, yeah. Like the. Uh, the Game Boy Advance one where Advance. You, shrink, yeah. you shrink down, yeah. Yeah, you shrink down, you know. And uh, yeah, I just. Yeah, anyway, uh, she loved it. And uh, that just kind of blew my mind uh, that she was playing this. And she had a, she had a, a Game Boy Advance and, uh, um, and was playing that like crazy. And so I was like, man, I got to play this. If she's playing it, that, that says a lot. And uh, yeah, it's a fun little Zelda. It's a fun little Zelda. And, you know, it, uh, the shrinking thing I thought was really unique. Uh, I, and the fact that, it, I mean, it looked really good. Once again, I think that they used what the Game Boy Advance had, and it just looked really colorful. It looked really pretty on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, nothing you know mind blowing uh, beyond the the shrinking thing. I really thought that was really cool. 
anything else that really stood out in that game that really was like i mean groundbreaking for you i i i'm not i'm not thinking anything necessary and that doesn't mean that it isn't a top five contender it just no no not really anything groundbreaking i just, just enjoyed the a game. really solid game yeah and and that's and honest, that's a good thing, you know. I'm not. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking. I mean, the the shocking yeah. thing was kind of groundbreaking, you know, the storyline. But uh, okay, so let's 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 throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, what what else? Is so what's, what's I think a lot of people would say a link to the past, the Super Nintendo one. Yeah. Yeah. Needs to be up there, and and I. Have not ever finished that game. I've played like 80% of it twice. But uh, <laughs> I haven't actually finished A Link to the Past. And I think it's great. But I don't love it as much as everyone else seems to. Uh, yeah. And I just don't know why. You know, I struggle. With, so I'm actually right in in similar boots as you is like uh i really liked that they uh updated the graphics from the nintendo to the super nintendo and it started really becoming a lot of what some of our you know a lot of the top-down rpgs would go on to look like i mean it really kind of set the mold but beyond that for me the game itself like the the storyline and everything else never grabbed me I mean, honestly, I never finished it like you. I probably got about 50% through. Um, and I just lost interest. I mean, I, I yeah. there were lots of other games out there for the Super... I mean, the Super Nintendo, I think it's kind of a weird thing for me, at least, is that, you know, I loved the Sega Genesis. I was hardcore Sega Genesis fan at that point. And so I was slow to adopt the Super Nintendo one because I just didn't feel a need for it. I, you know, the, the only thing that it had at that time was the exclusive games and it didn't have many until really super Metroid and like super archetype and some of those ones that for me were classic yeah. that I really wanted to play. Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Chrono Trigger. Final Fan, yeah. Final Fantasy three on the, at yeah, the time. Which, you know, that's another one. I, I didn't play as much as I should have. It was, but it Same. was great that we got it, you know, but I didn't play it as much as, you know, everybody else did. And, yeah, you know, uh, I respect everybody who loves that game and has, and liked it. And man, I would love to hear an opposing voice, uh, but I'm kind of with you on that one. I don't really know if I could put it. I don't know if I could even put it in the top five. Maybe number six. But I, so I, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Uh, and and I think it's good. I think it's a good game. I just yeah, like I said, I kind of lost interest. So the the dungeons seem a little bit too long sometimes yes. the game itself seems a little bit too long and the two world thing wasn't as interesting to me as i think just like a bunch of a bunch more dungeons in the same remind world me, remind me what kind of save mechanism did it just have a battery save yeah something? it just had a battery save and, it was and, just... and you only could save at certain points right Am I no you could there? save pretty much anywhere Anytime. but if you were oh, in okay. a dungeon you would start in that dungeon i think yeah that, i was gonna say i think and that's or maybe you wouldn't maybe it would set you back yeah so it's, yeah the dungeon would reset and i think actually yeah, if you turn the game off it would send it wouldn't send you to the beginning of the dungeon it would send you to 
like your your house or whatever, and you'd have to yeah. walk all the way back to the yeah, dungeon to in dungeon order to do to it. Way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you could save. Okay. Um, yeah, but it did but, save but that, your items and money and stuff. Yeah, but man, that those like you said, I think that was part of it too. Is the dungeons were were a little too long, and you, if you you know you yeah. could pause the game, but and hope that it didn't get re- your system didn't get reset. Um, and the yeah. the the two worlds thing, I don't know. I just like that's basically I get halfway through the two worlds thing, and yeah. I get I just get bored. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I feel like I I played it enough to enjoy it, and then I just moved on to another game. It, yeah, it, and just, and the art is good. The music's good. It's it's a yeah, truly it was, groundbreaking game. I just nice, it was a nice. Uh, yeah, it was a nice upgrade from the original Zelda. It still yeah. felt the one thing I will give it huge props for is going from they could have changed they could have really changed that Zelda game with the technology they had with the Super Nintendo. Right. And they didn't. And I think that that was a good thing. I think that they they upgraded, but it still felt like a Zelda game, and that's huge. Uh, yeah. especially at that point in time where we didn't have this huge, crazy uh, amount of Zelda games with all sorts of different types of Zelda characters that, you know, looked like anime versus, you know, look like a couple pixels versus, you know, at this point, all we had was Zelda and Legend of Zelda and uh, the Game Boy Zelda, which. Well, actually, no, the Game Boy one came after. Oh, it did. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at the wrong timeline then. All right. Awesome. I think I'm pretty sure it no, came out after. Um, um, in fact, I just need to flip to the right. Yeah. It's possible the the ones I have on our list are are not correct years. But, no, I think uh, your years are good. I think your years are good. Um, ooh, I'm not so. Sh- oh wait, no, yeah, that's a link to the past. Sorry, uh, Link's Awakening, 1993. Yeah, no, my years are good. Your years are good. Okay, good. Uh, so, Link's Awakening DX. That was the. That was the color version okay. of and then there the, was the Game Link's Boy Awakening. game. Okay, so yeah, we had Link to the Past, which came out in 91. And then 93 was the first Game Boy, which was, yes, Link's Awakening. And then we had, yeah, the Link's Awakening DX, which doesn't count for anything except that it was colorized. Uh, and it had another dungeon that relied oh, on you knowing the colors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, it was the have, color dungeon. Then I am wrong. You have corrected me. You have totally corrected me. I actually thought it just had the colorization. I didn't realize it added a color unique dungeon. So yep. that's awesome. Wow. It's like new funky mode for the Switch version of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I mean that does kind of change the game quite a bit, but uh, it, it does, is still yeah. it is still the same game though. Yeah, exactly. But still, you know, all right, you know, I mean yeah. that's still, you know, a plus for effort on that. So cool. Uh, I would I I want to put on the top five. Majora's Mask. Yes, I agree. Yep. Uh, I don't know that it belongs on uh, on number one where I'm. I just typed it in, but yeah. And by the way, I just decided we're just doing top five today. 
which I think is actually good. The more that we yeah. these, and you know, it's hard because uh, you know there are a lot of great Zelda games, and honestly, they're all pretty good. It's like pizza, right? Like even yeah, the worst pizza you have is still pretty good, right? Yeah, but absolutely. generally, pizza's really, really good, uh, and that's sure. where Zelda sits, right? It's like it even does. Zelda Two, I can appreciate it for its, you know, what it did right and what it what it kind of brought to the table and was unique about, it, even though it didn't really, it was kind of so different and off putting. But like, yeah, you know, I could appreciate it. That's like a pizza that's got like artichoke and anchovies on it. You're like, you know. I could probably tolerate you and I'd probably enjoy you and I appreciate that you're different, but I, I don't really like you as much as other pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Majora's mask is in there. You put it as number one, which I, uh, I'm not sure there. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think Majora's mask goes one. I like wind waker or ocarina for one. Yeah. You know, I, so, so, um, actually, how about this? What if, what if the list looks like this? Oh. What if it looks like that? What if the list is ocarina at one wind waker at two majora's mask and zelda one and then minish cap which so i mean those look uh so yeah let's go actually let's talk about ocarina a little bit um okay because we really haven't talked about it we just threw it out there and it's kind of like yeah that was a big deal but that's true. We really haven't. So Ocarina. I, I want to talk about at least my experience personally. Yeah, um, please go for it. I mean, the Ocarina of Time was, you know, mind blowing, new 3D, you know, fully you fully you know used the N sixty four you know system. Uh, it, it just created this world. It was the first game where I felt like, you know, it was like a world that I could go to and play and explore. And just, you know, it, the, the graphics were great. I mean, if you look at them by today's standards, they, they are okay. They're not. You know, uh, no, by today's standards, they're downright terrible. Okay, good point. Yes, they are terrible. Uh, well, by today's standards, at that time, they were mind-blowing. You know, they were, oh yeah absolutely you know, it was like they were they were really good and um yeah i mean it was one of you know uh it uh as we talked about before i was i was very lucky to get a nintendo 64 right when they came out especially you know this was one of the first times i think it was the first time where uh, video game systems there was a shortage you know of getting the system and I felt very lucky to have the system and uh, you know, while Mario 64 was great to have and it kind of helped justify owning the system, this game was like, yeah, this, you know, people were buying that system just to play this game, you know? Uh, 
Yeah. And that was really cool. You know, I loved the idea that, you know, even for, you know, that there was a single game out there that people wanted to own this system for. And uh, especially a system that ended up not having that many games. Uh, this one is always considered a classic. You know, so many people have talked about how this, like, you know, shaped their video game preferences even you know oh yeah me i would i would put myself on that list it's uh it it yeah you know when it came out it got 10 out of 10s and stuff and it was it was yeah it was just everybody and then it stood the test of time also yes and that's the big thing is i feel like i've got this is probably one of the games that i've gone back most to and dinked around in i haven't like gone through and like played yeah. through beginning to end a lot i've done it a couple times but most i always just love going back and just kind of like briefly exploring the world dinking around with it you know and then you know and i'll come back to it another day and yeah it's just such a fun fun world yeah i uh I went and played through it on original hardware on a CRT like a year ago. Oh, just, oh really? I just pulled it out, played through the whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm really jealous of that. I Well, it took me like three weeks and I, you know, that, went through it kind of awesome. slowly, but yeah. Now, is there a way, now is there, do they ever put, uh, I'm pretty sure they did. They put an Ocarina of Time on the GameCube so I can play it, right? Like a, yeah, so they put it on the GameCube uh, uh, through through two ways. They had the Master Quest and Ocarina of Time double yeah, disc. Yeah, together, right? Yep. Yeah. And they had a Zelda Collector's Edition uh, disc that had Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Ocarina, and Majora on it. Uh, oh, wow. See, I only knew about the one they had the two. I didn't realize they did a bigger one. That's awesome. Yeah, I have the my original Do copy you? of that collector's edition, yeah. Oh, that is cool. Well, I have to see if I can get that. I, I might have to buy... Yeah, it's a GameCube game of, of value, so it's like 50, 60 bucks at least. Yeah, but still, that's but worth yeah. it. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, well, it's a good disc. Uh, there how, is how, one how thing with play? the disc I would not recommend you play Majora's Mask. It has mm. some performance issues. So it's the, better it's to just, just use the Swiss SD he, card play out. No, I would, I would, uh, oh. I would not play it on the GameCube. So I'd rather play it on an N64 or on an emulated system or on the sure. 3DS. So, so this is the, the thing. Is if you have a 3DS, I would get the 3DS versions of Ocarina and Majora's oh, Mask if you were going to play those. I didn't even think of that. They remade them and they're yeah, pretty good. Actually, I forgot, man. I totally forgot that they remade them for the 3DS. Yeah, that's the way wow. I would go. Yeah, that and I love, you know, I, I did love the 3DS and. Uh, and I have the newer version of that, and I'm really tempted to dig that out because I haven't fired that up in a while. So that actually gives me good reason to play. Yeah, that. yeah, that's what I would do is I'd find a way to get those games on that. Uh, that would probably be the which, best. Which so just uh, yeah, I mean, there's several ways you could play it on the 3DS. You could buy a cartridge online; it's probably pretty expensive. Yeah. You could. Uh, for the next seven days, buy them from the I eShop. Know, I say, right? The online shop is done. Uh-huh. Or 
you know, and this is just depends on what kind of access you have to your own backups of those cartridges. Yeah. Wink, wink. You could put them on an SD card and that's what I was going to say. Is I, 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 I'm pretty sure I already have them on an SD card sitting in that machine as we speak. Well, then there you go. That's the way to play them. I know, right? Um, Um, Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I man, I'm so glad you brought that up. So, I mean. Current as of with current technology and the versions that that Nintendo has officially released, is that um, was there any other uh, newer releases of Ocarina of Time besides the 3DS? Because that's nope. that's, that's the thinking. last time. Okay, cool. Wow, wow. Thank you. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah. So yeah, so Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I I really like that. That's number one. That makes me. I think that I feel really good with that. Um, yeah, me too. So let's, uh, yeah, let's I on. think it sometimes gets overpraised. Like I love what Wind Waker Majora's Mask did yeah. over it. Yes. But because it was so groundbreaking, you kind of have to just put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I agree that it, it can be overpraised, but uh, I still, yeah, I still feel with the, the whole groundbreaking nature, the, I really, the storyline yeah. really grabbed me. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that there was a real danger with, especially in games, I felt like of that day, is that there was such a hard push for 3D technology, both on the PC systems and uh, whether it was even a PlayStation 1 or an, or uh, even PlayStation 2 later on. Yeah. Uh, and certainly on the N64, the 3D technology, uh, that I th- I think a lot of storylines were pretty poor in a lot of games. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, oh, look at our pretty worlds and blah, blah, blah. And that was neat. And, and honestly, it was a selling point at that point in time because that was such a new thing. But to not have the story to back it up, which I think people quickly learned was critical, uh, yeah, but there was a lot of really bad 3D games out there at that point. For other systems, mostly, I would say, but still. Uh, you know, uh, Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker, both, I think. And honestly, I'd probably say, and uh, would you agree with me that Wind Waker, I think, has a better story? Absolutely. Okay. Wind Waker can evoke real emotion with yes. its story and like, its characters yes. yeah like there's they're like kind of emotionally touching when he like in the beginning when you first oh, decide yeah. that you're yes. going with the pirates and he's like on the boat waving to his family and is yes. the people he's grown up on his this Dude. island with and he's like sad that's like legitimately emotional so i think it it surpasses any zelda even till today as the most like emotionally evoking zelda story for sure and and i think probably the best the rest are just serviceable Mm. uh wow that's a bold statement (laughs) you out of of 11 games or whatever how many games are there so far right now in zelda 19, 19 on this oh, list wow. but then there's some 19. other spin-offs that aren't explicitly listed well, and there's certain games that we shouldn't even talk about like 
what's that one was it spirit tracks or whatever where there was like four <laughs> characters zelda characters oh no so sword that's four swords and oh. four swords adventures yeah those should be banished i mean no i think that they're pretty good in their own do? right yeah what? the one no. that's no the one that's no. bad is triforce heroes Okay, and that was on the 3DS, and it had three links, not four. Yes, that was a bad one too. That one was bad. Four Swords Adventures is actually pretty fun, on its own. Man, I don't, I don't know. But tell me why you think it's fun. Like, what grabbed you in the Four Swords? Because I, I mean, I struggled with that one a lot. So it's just like I haven't played all the way through it. It's, it's, it's not like incredible. But I think its little Four Swords gimmick is fun. Uh, yeah. you know, you, you have to like orient yourself and solve puzzles by doing certain orientations, getting all of four of the links yeah. on the certain switches and stuff. Yeah, like, and those those had fun puzzles. For it. Yeah. And I kind of liked it's weird. Like, uh, b- the, the way that it had like a point score that you're trying to like yeah, gain was so kind weird. of a fun little oh. twist. All right. You know, yeah, I, yeah, for me, it was jarring. <laughs> but but honestly i can totally respect i on if you can come if you're saying this i that right there forces me to respect it because i respect your, <laughs> your well and i i do i respect your Thank opinion you. of games and you know uh and maybe i need to kind of take a look at those again because i i think it's pretty good and you I, I don't think it goes anywhere games. above any of these other games though yeah, right and then but, you're yeah. right. The Triforce was the one I was really thinking. Yeah, about. that one was that truly was just so not very bad. good on its own. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's definitely, I, I definitely, you know, uh, what I'm really trying to say in all of that is that there, there are, while they may be Zelda games, there are some really bad ones out there. You know, just because it was a Zelda game didn't mean it was automatically uh, a good game. And for a while, that it did. I mean, if I think that we got sucked into that because for so long Zelda games were good. You know, they made, they, you know, they were, they had a, at least, like you said, they had that pizza level of like a video game. Right. So, you know, no matter what, if a Zelda game came out, you were getting pizza. So you were cool with that, you know? And, right. Right. Yeah. You know, and then you started getting like, you know, bad seafood and, you know, uh, and it just kind of got worse from there. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go into any worse descriptors. But uh, yeah. so Majora's What's Mask really starts out though. Uh, I want to know what game you really hated out of the list because I've already talked about Triforce and that one definitely. What game I've really hated out of the list? Yeah, I want to hear what your negative, or you know, maybe even a couple. But I just, you know, we we've talked about a lot of the positives, which is good, and we're only going to do the five, which I like. It would but be hard for me to really list the negative. Like, Skyward like, Sword. That's the one. That's the one. I think it's a fine game. But by the time Skyward Sword came out, I was so sick of the Wii and motion controls Ah, in general. Yes. Yes. And, And like if it had come out much earlier in the Wii's life cycle, like 2007... Uh, rather than, you know, like Twilight Princess, which was just a GameCube game that they tacked some waggle button on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, true. And like, truly, true. they really just, like, made, oh, yeah, the, this motion is the B button. Yeah. Uh, th- 
if if well, if Twilight Princess on the Wii hadn't come out, but instead, like a year later, uh, Skyward Sword had come out, I would have been blown away and probably found it to be pretty cool. But the motion controls were so tired in 2009. So then doing the bowling with the bombs and then pointing your yeah. thing at the sky and then yeah. doing the little paper airplane beetle thing. Like those were all fun, but it's just like, I'm like, I'm so, just give me a thumbstick. I'm so sick of this. Yes. And uh, pointing the bow was like uh, sort of cool for a minute. And then so boring. I just didn't yeah. want to do it anymore. And, you know, uh, and I'm really glad that you brought these up because so most of these games were so bad to me that I just completely ignored them uh, because I, yeah, you know, I, I liked the Wii, you know, but man, I, the control scheme never appealed to me ever. You know, it just nope. never appealed to me. And, and maybe it's cause I was just a hardcore gamer and like you, you know, we were all, we, we just wanted our, our controllers, you know, we didn't want to go bowling you know, with the family, we didn't want to play games with our family. We just wanted to play fun, cool games. And, you know, Zelda games put into this category of, like you said, with all the different gimmicks. Uh, yeah, it was kind of fun at first. And, and you know, even some of those gimmicks now, like I've been playing the, you know, the PlayStation uh, VR 2. And I, I love playing the playstation vr2 for the graphics and things but even i get annoyed after a while of like firing the bow climbing the wall with the with the right stuff, you know? it's like okay enough of those gimmicks you've shown me some cool stuff you know if it's really part of the storyline great but i want to see interesting gameplay ideas I, not right. like a technical showcase for yes, every like, yeah. you know uh half like what is it half-life alex alex yeah, that game is amazing. And it was so exciting to see a new Half-Life game. And it, it hasn't come out for the PSVR. I was just about to say, are you about to tell me it's on PlayStation? I didn't know about it. I wish. And, and I hope it does. And, there, you know, of course, there's always rumors. But, uh, you know, I actually played that, you know, on the, uh, through a, uh, a PC setup. And... Uh, and it was really, yeah, it's just a really great, you know, game. And and there are some good PSVR two games that are out there, but th- those kind of mechanics haunt me. Some of those mechanics haunt me because of the Wii uh, and having to run around with the the joystick thing, the yep. whatever those wands were called, and everything. You know, it just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I just wanted to play a video game, and I will say. You know, some of those games, uh, Zelda games specifically, we started seeing some of the beginnings of what we were going to see in Breath of the Wild. Some of the graphics, some of the mm-hmm. some of the icons and things like Sky- that. It, well, in Skyward Sword, which I guess really was the last Zelda game before yeah. Breath, Breath of the of Wild, Wild. Uh, really there, there was the like uh, stamina meter. Yeah, the stamina meter. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And it was like, okay. You know, so we really started. So, you know, I'm really grateful for those games because they did, you know, Breath of the Wild for me is, like I said, a classic. I really love that game. And I love, you know, for me, the storyline of that game is probably one of the most uh, emotional 
uh, of the games uh, besides um, Majora's Mask, but and maybe because of Majora's Mask, I've, I've really found a lot of the stuff, you know. But as we've already said, that game definitely is not, you know, part of our retro uh, classics. So, um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a great game, and we could talk. I could talk about that for a whole episode, but um, and I'm super excited about, of course, the sequel. Uh, but yes, those two definitely are out of scope, is the way I would put it. Uh, so what else? Uh, but yeah, those are some good games that I would hate or, or would not. You know, I did not find as good Zelda games. So you know, they had a few things, like I said, graphics yeah. and things, and, and a few things that I'm glad that they created. But yeah, I'm not a fan of those either. So good, good call on every one of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think okay. So, so here's the last it. thing I think we should figure out is is are we comfortable with Zelda one being above Minish Cap or do we want to put Minish Cap above one? I think I could go either way, but that uh, Zelda one should probably stay on top because of its like legendary status. Yeah, of you know, starting the you know the franchise. If we were at a top ten, and this is where a top ten does change my perspective on things. Yeah. If we were on a top 10, I would say switch them. But because we're only doing a top five, I really do feel that it needs to be in the number four. Does that make sense? I, it does. It okay. absolutely I mean, does. You know, it's like there's, it just, yeah, it changes the meaning of those top five versus a top 10 bracket. And so. Right. Because if you're, <laughs> this is so silly i like playing minish cap more than the original zelda one so for that reason it would go above but yes but yes i can't put zelda one at the bottom of a top zelda list that's my problem yes exactly like it, you yeah, know and there you nailed it okay thank you because yeah if it was top 10 so if it was a top yeah, 10 it wouldn't be at the bottom of a list the bottom, it'd be right in the middle. but i could It'd admit like, to cool. liking minish cap more yes and so exactly uh you you and i are right on the, at the same place so yeah so i do think zelda one should stay at number four okay. uh zelda five minish cap i definitely feel like it deserves to be there it, you know oh, yeah in our top five i even... personally like that game more than link's awakening on game boy or link to the past even i you know i do too i do too uh i really liked the minish cap you know and yeah you know, uh, that girlfriend just really blew my mind as <laughs> you're playing that game. And, but, and I'm so glad she did because it really forced me to really, you know, go, man, I got to take a look at that game. And, you know, I kind of blew it off, honestly, because it was like, ah, eh, it's a portable game. I wasn't playing a lot of portables at that point. Um, but boy, it was such a good game. And yeah, yeah storyline, the enjoyment I got out of that game uh you know shout out to allison for uh encouraging me to to play that game but man it was a great game and uh, i'm so glad that i played it and i agree with you you know if you said okay you're going to an island and you can only pick you know one of these two zelda games to play on this island for the rest of your sad life what are you going to pick i mean i would pick minish cap every time over zelda one but i just yep. can't I yeah, over Zelda, Zelda 1, 1, absolutely. 
I was just about to say, oh no, is this Desert Island rules? Because if that's the case, this this whole list changes. Right, and that's true. And I don't want to go there. You're right. And I shouldn't have even gone there with this. But just between those two, Desert Island rules, I would, of course, pick Minish Cap. Yes, me too, for sure. Yes, and but that aside, I, I do think that I feel comfortable. I feel good with Zelda being yeah, number okay. four. Minish Cap made the top five, which is awesome. It deserves to be there. And uh, it makes me yeah. want to go play it like on my little SP wannabe machine, you know, just because I want to do just one special shout out. Oh, yeah, please do. Uh, oft overlooked Phantom Hourglass on the Nintendo DS, I think is actually pretty good i think people tend to like hate on it and i I, there's some stuff about it i don't love like it was you could play the entire game without using any buttons which is like a neat gimmick phantom hourglass phantom hourglass okay it's on the nintendo ds and it continues the story of link from wind waker so it's the same link yeah Oh, that's right. Oh, you're right. And so you like draw your little boat path on the DS screen. And that that was cool. At one point, one of the puzzles requires you to put the imprint of a map on another page. And so you have to close the DS and open it. Uh, There's like some blowing into the microphone. I I thought that it was like you had to blow to push the the yeah something like that and uh the you know i think it's fun the puzzles were pretty good people didn't like that there's this this puzzle you had to continually return to this dungeon you had to return to over and over throughout the course of the game yeah uh and it got a little repetitive to do that first one like because you had just like more time later to get further in the dungeon and uh so like you you did this like first layer of the dungeon like 16 times by the time you're done with the game and maybe that's an exaggeration but it felt like a ton right Uh, right. so people you know didn't like that uh so it sort of gets kind of dropped to the bottoms of these lists and in fairness same with ours but i think it deserves a special shout out because aside from the little bit of repetitiveness I think it's actually a really good game on its own. Wow. Uh, so I, this is a fun, I think it's a good one. I, you know, I am really glad that you brought it up because I totally had kind of forgotten about it. You know, in looking at this list, it really didn't come. It didn't like pop yeah. up at all for me. So the fact follow that up is spirit like, tracks. The one with the train. Yeah, uh, and I think that one is less good. It's yeah. Tell me about the train. Remind me about the train one. It's uh, fine. Um, that was the Phantom Hourglass, or no? The so the, the Spirit, Spirit Tracks, Tracks which followed yeah. up Phantom Hourglass. That's so Spirit right. Tracks is uh, is the one with the train, and and that's all there really is to it. It, it has a, you do a train. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, you know, you go to dungeons and then you have to travel by train to the other dungeons and then you have That's to travel right. by train to this and same I, spot. Know, when that came out, I um, I felt like it was pretty original in a weird way, you know. Really? Uh, I don't know why, but... Uh, That's funny. People generally roll their eyes. They're like, oh, I guess just we're having trains now. 
was the yeah. thing. <laughs> you know, I guess that's what the game is, is Zelda, but with a train, which it yeah. is. It, it, uh, it, which means point. it's fine. It's like an yeah. okay game. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, let me be careful here. It's not say like, oh yeah, this was a great game because it had trains. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it, it was fun. It was a fun game. You know, I wouldn't even mm -hmm. have it. I wouldn't even say it's a special shout out. I just, yeah, it was a fun game. I, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I, but I, yeah, Phantom, Phantom Hourglass, I really appreciated too. So I just wanted to give it a little bit of a shout out for being the did. one that people generally forget about. Yeah, no, I totally had written it off already. You know, I, you know, like if you ask me for a shout out, I don't have any besides the ones we would have got in the top five. <laughs> I, mean, I think the secondary shout out goes to the Oracle games on the Game Boy, which were pretty good. Ah. Uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Really? I. Yeah. And those were on the game, the original. Game they were Boy. on the Game Boy, yeah. Man, I, yeah, Oracle, man, I. They're just like pretty standard Zelda games, you know, like a Link's Awakening. That's what know. I felt. Okay, that's what I, I, I have no real memory of those games except for that they just felt like just another Zelda game, like a. They are, a, and, but they're you know they're good. But they were, but you know, <laughs> they're pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say, did they have a good story? I, I honestly couldn't tell you because I I don't have any memories of really playing those. So, uh, I remember playing one of them, or one of the original Game Boy. Uh, no, it was a uh, shoot. It was the other. Uh, uh, what was the first uh, Game Boy? Uh, oh, Link's seven? Awakening. Yeah, just Link's Awakening. I played that quite a bit uh on the game boy but i uh um uh, but the the others no no so yeah 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 I, they're yeah. worth checking out yeah yeah you know once again if you you if you are willing to say you got respect for them and that's and that's good to know because uh i think there are a lot of you know the game boy was a terrible terrible system to program for you know you know the 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 screen was, you know, difficult to see. Uh, you only had what? Was it two? Technically, two shades of four. Four shades. You had four shades with this thing, and they any kind of motion at all on that screen was blurry. So if you had to, if you you know had to quickly run away or move around in anything in the in the original system, it became this blurry mess and. Uh, so what I'm saying is, man, that system was hard to program for. To make a great game that really stood out and said, wow, this was an awesome game. I loved playing this, even though the Game Boy system was challenging. Right. You know, right. You know, it's like, yeah, if you wanted to play, and the game I played the most was, of course, Tetris, because it was a game that you could, yeah. it was easy to play, looked good on the screen, and it was, of Played course, quite a bit of Dr. Mario on a Game Boy. Which one? Dr. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. like Tetris in it a way. Really is. Yeah. And it was yeah, and it had that same addictive quality. Yep. Awesome. But you know, so if if you could come out and say, yeah, a Zelda game was had a good story and was playable, that's awesome. Uh I would love to go back and there's so many uh Game Boy games that I want to go back and play on an emulation or uh 
uh, well, on a hard analog pocket level, you know, on the mister. Uh, no, just, you want to, you just want to wait till you get your pocket. Yeah. Good point. Absolutely. Yes. I want to, if you're, if you're thinking pocket. of Game Boy games, you need to go back to wait until yeah, you get your pocket. Like I, I've been waiting for that system for so long that I've just kind of like, you know, I've just yeah. kind of brushed it aside because for a while there, I was like, okay, when I get this, I'm going to play this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, when it shows up, I'll figure it out, you know, yeah. point, which is really sad because I, I really am looking forward to it. Uh, and you're right. That's exactly what I want to do is I want to play because that screen is amazing. And, uh, you know, just seeing the one that you, you know, you've seen your screen and uh, your uh, analog pocket, I definitely want to play all those. There's just so many good Game Boy games that I passed on because I couldn't handle the screen. You know, yeah, yeah. The movement and everything else. So, all right. So our list is yeah. Go one, for our list. one last time. One Zelda Ocarina of Time. Two Wind Waker. Wait, I think it's important, and I'm being silly here, but do I need to say the full title? List the game and list the system that it, it came out. Okay. On. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Top, spot number one: The Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time, 1998 for the Nintendo 64. Number two, The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, 2002, Nintendo GameCube. Sorry, I'm like looking down to the list and looking back I don't know, you're doing good. Oh, here comes Number three, oh my god. Number three... The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, 1990, or sorry, 2000, yeah. Nintendo 64. Number four, The Legend of Zelda, 1986, the NES. And number five, The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, which came out in 2004 on the Game Boy Advance. Nice. So that's our list. Uh, well you almost ended Oscar level there. So <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, that's our list. Uh, do you want to um, assign each other games to play? So I, uh, I have assigned you uh, the. Uh, what did I assign you? Oh, Russian Attack for yes. the NES, uh, and I want you to play with cheats on. So that you will, uh, you know, even if you only have a short amount of time, I'm hoping you can complete the. Oh yeah. Uh, the game. I think uh, I can go and try for it. Did you think of one for me? Yes. Like, game Boy Advance. So you, you wanted a Game Boy Advance game. That's right. Uh, so I think that a Game Boy Advance game that you would enjoy just checking out is the. Last Game Boy Advance game I told you about, uh, Wario Land Four. Oh yeah, that's a that'll be a great one. Okay. I think you'd like to check that out. So I, that's that's one what that I'm I have not played hardly at all. Like I yeah. played it, you know, but to see colors, yeah, you just like load the up colors. the start <laughs> screen and see the colors. It's a good. It's got a lot of good colors. It does. Yeah. Okay. So Wario Land Four, number four. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna load it up on my pal kitty here, so I uh, nice. So I don't forget it. Um, but yeah, that sounds great. And nice. Uh, uh, All right. Well. Uh, well, I think that's gonna bring us to the end. Yeah, we did great. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. Take care.